Welcome back to the Train of Thought podcast. In this episode, we are going to be reviewing Survivor Season 40, Winners at War, Episode 4, which, spoiler alert, was, in my opinion, the first episode in which a big target went home, unless you count Amber in that category, and it was Tyson and what was probably my favorite vote of the entire season at this point. I liked it if they all would have voted for him, but Nick voting for Kim. I told you why that made sense, though. I get it, but I don't think anybody else knew he was going to do that. That's the whole point. But then he goes back to camp as a rogue person. He doesn't necessarily go back as a rogue person. I I think it's easily explainable. I think you can easily go back to camp and be like, okay. Because he said in his little little one-on-one thing, he was like, I was afraid he had an idol, so I'm going to vote for this person that's not Tyson. And he just tells somebody. And maybe he did. But if he tells someone, then they'll know someone will throw a vote on him. And then the plane, the the plane only works a hundred percent of the time. If he doesn't tell anybody, if he knows that they're voting for Tyson. The only risk there for him was if that one vote not going to Tyson ended up getting him voted out because it was more split than it ended up being. Yes. I I guess the way I see it is like, since he was the target, so we thought. One of them. Yeah. Since he was one of the targets, you would think he would not be the one to throw his vote somewhere else. Right. Because of what you said. Because what if that was the deciding factor? Which we've seen before in the past, for sure. So. We've seen either it end in a tie or someone get voted out because they threw a vote at somebody else. But I think strategically it made sense, and maybe he mm-hmm. was more confident in the votes going down than he kind of let off after the vote, where it seemed like he was very yeah, nervous. He, yeah. Um, so do you agree with the vote? Do you think it was the correct decision to get rid of Tyson? Obviously, it's individual to each player, but so overall. when they first proposed that, yes. And then when Tony had his big, like, epiphany of, like, oh, but then we lose a shield and blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I liked his reasoning. I think he was a little too late on the execution. Tony. Yeah. So, it like, uh, pretty much immediately when they came back from Tribal and Tyson was going around being like, okay, it's going to be Nick, it's going to be Nick, it's going to be Nick. It was really weird. And maybe it's just because they haven't had to really deal with Tribal to this point, this tribe, um, except for one time and they got rid of Amber. Yes? Yeah. yeah, Amber's the only one that's been voted off of this tribe to this point. Um I, maybe Tyson was just a little out of practice because it seemed like a very like if someone from more of the old school camp would have made this kind of move where he just went around like it's going to be the guy that messed up the challenge and we're all voting for him right and just went into tribal super confident like that felt like a very Kim type move or someone like that Danny type move where it seems like the game has passed them by a little bit so it's yeah. weird to see such an experienced player go into it and he said it immediately after he got voted out he was like yeah it was too easy I should have seen it coming. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he walked up to everybody and he was like, Nick, 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 we good? And right. Then just... Which is ne- never a good thing. Like, as soon as he was doing that, I was looking at you, I was when like, it's going to be Sarah or Tyson. When you have eight of your nine people saying, yeah, it's good, right. it's not good. And it, it was just clearly built up TV-wise to be like, okay, Sarah and Tyson are suddenly super close. And it's very clear that they're super close and they're hanging out all the time. And Tyson's trying to get Nick out and everybody's agreeing. But in reality, it makes no sense for five, four of the people. Kim was kind of in the middle. Made no sense for four of the people to vote for Nick because Nick being one of them and then Yule, Wendell, yeah. and Sophie being the disconnected, connected alliance at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it in terms of agreeing with the vote, it depends on who you are. Like, I think in an ideal world, Sandra and Tony and especially Sarah because she was so close to Tyson would have voted out someone like Wendell or someone like Nick. But they kind of just went with the flow of, of just where the votes were going. And it, they couldn't have done anything about it anyway. And it kind of makes it an even playing the field. The idols are playing more scarcely. I like how you just used quotes at me, but they can't see yeah. quotes. <laughs> the quote-unquote idols. Yeah, are playing more skittishly than the one-time winners. 
I oh, the like, idol. Okay, I thought you meant like the oh, idols, sorry. like the advantages. No, like the, the the experienced players, yeah, the multiple experience, time players. Yeah, the experienced players are playing more skittishly than the one-time players, which is kind of surprising. But I guess they have a bigger reputation to uphold, and that's probably why. Well, I mean, specifically for DeCall, I would say yes. But I would say on the like on the other side, like Robin oh, Parver Rob, or anything. Rob's but, killing it. Yeah, yeah, like Robin Parver or anything but skittish. But I would I would say for DeCall, that's... It's pretty accurate, like the, but again, it could just be. I mean, it's been almost two weeks, and they've been to one tribal, and it was a pretty easy vote for Amber, um, or two weeks at the point of the episode. So, I think. I mean, I think we're relatively on the same page. Like, it just depends on kind of who you were. But can we talk about how they got to tribal in the first place? Like, can we talk about the challenge that was? There was something a I disaster to bring up. for the most part. There was something I wanted okay. to bring up, and then I lost my train well, of we'll thought. Put a pin in it. Put <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm going to have to keep that in, too. <laughs> it's a good one. Oh, I hate it. I'm cringing. <laughs> Anyways. Um, challenge. Challenge. Yes. It was a complete yeah. disaster it, yeah. at one point in the challenge for both tribes. Denise, all she did. Yes. All Denise did was climb a ladder one time and jumped off a diving board. I could be wrong, but I don't think Denise appeared in a confessional. I don't think she appeared in any individual she, scene. Nope. She appeared with somebody at a, at the watering place saying, wow, Adam's helping out around camp now. Oh, and the, we're bashing Adam for actually doing stuff around camp yep. montage? That was her only screen time because, like you said, in the challenge she was... In the boat. She didn't even need a sit-out bench. She just sat out yeah, in the she, They basically did the challenge with six people. She was in the boat, and you said that she jumped once. I don't recall she her jumping once. She was the very first jump. And then she sat at the back of the boat. She didn't even help pull up Nick. No. Yeah, Adam. Adam, Adam. Every time he was Easily going. Confused. Parvati was the one pulling up Adam, and Denise was in the back like, come on, you got so it. So this is, you always love to like point out when a challenge is different. I don't recall there ever being a walk the plank and jump really high in the air to grab your key thing. I could be wrong, but off the top of my head, like this kind of going to get the key thing felt different. And I would be shocked if they ever do it again, because it was about three catastrophic injuries that almost happened. Like they've done jump off the tall thing to the, get the key, but the key is out in front of you. They've never done a walk out onto this little beam and jump, and the key is like half a foot out from the beam the you're jumping one, off of. Yeah, it's, it's like up a half high a foot, as opposed to out in a, front. Yeah, um, which to me feels incredibly dangerous. Like Adam, you said Adam you thought almost, almost broke, broke his, his ankle, ankle and, and scraped his entire spine. Right, there was spine. one where he he it's it's like it's like jumping off a diving board, but like only jumping half a foot in front of the board. Like you're gonna touch it or uh -huh. you're gonna run into it. I would I'd be shocked if they ever did that part of the challenge again because that looked. Terrifying. Yeah, that and, was so bad. And I, poor Adam. He was like, he was like, I had a teacher in eighth grade. He can't be six grade. foot tall. Like he's got to he's be. Like, like he's I a short had a guy. teacher in eighth grade, and she said, when Adam wants to do something, he will do it. And I'm like, man, that teacher was right, and Adam. Was, and I don't they, even really like Adam that much. But like, no, I don't. This, I think Adam's Adam's approval rating is near the bottom of the list on this season lazy. right now. Um, but I I will say that we'll get to, back to the challenge in a second. But for Adam specifically. I, I think it's just the the part of me that wants to play like devil's advocate and be on the other side of the argument. I did at least like how he immediately went into survival mode and he went into like, I'm just going to do everything I can around camp and I'm going to be so contrite and be like, he didn't try and play it off like, oh, my move didn't work out. Sorry, guys. Let's work together again. He was just like, I screwed up. Like, I'm he at the went, bottom. Like, what do you to, need? He went to everyone and apologized. Right. Michelle straight up said, well, now you see what happens when you go oh, against the vote. That was a... That was a 
big you know what move from Michelle. Like that well, phrase from her was like, yeah, you screwed up. Come like and talk to me in like two, eight, yeah. Come and they, talk to me in like two weeks. That yeah. was a, that was a weird Michelle moment. Super weird. Well, and she didn't even say it with an attitude. Like she didn't have like tone. Some sass in there. She was just like, well, now you know what happens when you go. I, I felt some like, sass. Maybe I'm a little bit more um, perceptive to the sass. But. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm experienced. <laughs> um, but then he's like the scene of him carrying like 75 branches right. to the fire and stuff like that. It's as like, if he'd never picked up a stick before this point in the show. And now suddenly he's like, can I fetch you some water? Yeah. He took everybody's <laughs> water bottle to the water hole. Which I get it. Like you got to try and do he anything you can. dishes. He was like, he was like, oh, you need me to watch the fire? Okay, right. I'll watch the fire. Like, everybody was loving it. That Michelle comment, though, is really interesting because there's a different part of the episode where her and Rob are having a conversation. And she's basically, it's, it was so strange that they left it in, that they put this part in. Because it was literally 20 seconds where it was just her and Rob playing at his office at the, the rope swinging game that's in every episode. And um, she's just like, yeah, I mean, I... I kind of got some flack because of how I won and people thought Aubrey should have won and people thought I didn't deserve it. And Rob was like, no, I mean, you won, you deserve it. People don't understand what it takes to win the game. And it was only like 20 seconds. So it was strange that it was in, but related to that, it was her comment to Adam, like, now you know what it, you know, now that's what you get type deal was almost like her trying to, to show off a little bit to kind of oh, counteract yeah. the way she played the first like time. The way she played the first time was so social and so nice. And she was friends with everybody. And she got a lot of those friend jury votes that kind of, come and go depending on the season but i think that might have been a moment where she was in the back of her mind like i need to kind of own this a little bit more yeah because it, it like going back and thinking about that previous episode she was in charge of more of that episode than i recalled and when you and i talked about it i was just so focused on the adam part she really like she was and you were Jeremy. right like she was one of the people really going around and making things happen yeah now back to the challenge i couldn't help but think the entire time poor adam is gonna break his ankle yep. scratch his back and pass out retrieving and these keys just to get like voted he off. shouldn't be the person do it like they clearly miscalculated that part of it and like i wouldn't have thought about it either because every time they've done the jump for the key thing it's been an athletic thing you know i'm not gonna throw sandra up there but, but it's not like you need could get it right like it's not like you need to be big and tall and be able to jump high and so they had guys you know like rob and like jeremy Pulling the boat, boat, which makes which complete was, sense. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, in they that moment... They Michelle in the boat because she's taller. Right. But in that moment... Because Parvati was getting kind of close. She just wasn't tall enough. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, like, I felt bad for Adam because this just wasn't the role he should have been placed in. And they just... It was... They just didn't understand it. Well, and he I, probably I, still could be... Because the first two, he got just fine. It's... Eh, this, they, they took a couple of stabs at the first couple yeah. ones. It's not like he just went up and got it right away. But the last one was, like... Like, he shouldn't have had to get all three so, of them. Yeah. And, um, well, and... If Denise did anything. Yeah, Denise was non-existent in the um. episode in the challenge. But, I, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Red also didn't understand how difficult that was and they just happened to have a taller person. I can't even remember because the, they barely showed it because it took so long for Blue to get their yeah. their keys. But I wouldn't be surprised if they just got lucky with that part of the challenge, which yeah. they ended up not winning anyway. But Possibly. So then we get to the, the puzzle, and you didn't notice this, but I was like, no, Red has a huge hole, like, in the second row. It's, like, four rows or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, they have a huge hole. And I'm telling you, like, because on the front side, it looked perfect. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how they got that messed up. And Blue, after 700 hours, somehow made well, it's, it to it's the a, puzzle. It's a relatively, like, symmetrical puzzle. So they probably had a top right piece and the bottom left. Like, it, oh, it, that's you know, true. Or, like, flipped, yeah. oriented the wrong way. Um, but, yeah, it was one of those where, like, it seemed like, for one thing, they definitely eased up and they let their foot off the gas and they weren't really trying super hard at the puzzle. They were like kind of thinking it out. Tony on the sit out bench was like, fuck. 
Oh, oh, that's that was oh. one of the first signs, and I was like, okay, they might be bringing this back because I thought the same thing in the challenge that Rob messed up the puzzle. No, or, the last challenge. Was or was it the Tony one where was... it was super close, and she and Sarah knocked out the piece? Regardless, there was one where Tony was doing the same thing, and he was sitting out, or he was just not actively was, doing yeah, the challenge. He wasn't doing the puzzle, and he like he was yelling out numbers or he something. He was trying to confuse them. They were doing the turnstile thing, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Anyway, regardless, generally that's a sign of like, oh, they're about to come back, and it wasn't true the first time, but it was true this time. Um, but yeah, it was one of those puzzles where it looked like they were doing well, but in reality, they only had like one or two pieces that actually made sense the because they were going to, they were going to have to take out the other ones. Yeah. They got like, they got all the way to the top and then they were like, wait a second, we have like a mm -hmm. three prong puzzle piece and we have right. one hole to fill. Like what happened? Right. They had to take it all apart. And at this point, Rob, like, I don't, he, he t like tuned into the puzzle and was just like, boom, boom, boom. Right. I, I think that's the important actual part. puzzle with Rob. I think that's day. an important part to bring up is like as much of, of a choke job as it was for the call, right? I get these mixed up. Sele is blue, DeCaul is yeah. right. For DeCaul to like basically throw the challenge away by screwing up the puzzle, I would love to know. I'd love to have a stopwatch on how quickly Rob and Michelle, right, mm -hmm. put that puzzle together. Because it's it's not like, oh, like Red started fumbling at the end, but they, you know, we're still kind of seeing it. And Rob and Michelle just walked up, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like five to ten oh, minutes yeah. and they, they were done with the puzzle. Like, credit like, goes to them the for winning side, the challenge. I take the right, right side, and they just, even though a the lot of The last, like, pieces six pieces split, went in in 20 seconds. Yeah, it was insane. Um, and it um, was, like, so I want to, like, give them credit for winning the challenge. I don't think Red necessarily just lost it. I definitely think Blue just went up and, like, okay, we're going to get this done on this puzzle. So, and I will say credit. my favorite quote of the episode was Jeff going, and <laughs> oh my gosh, Sele wins! <laughs> yeah. He was more surprised than he the tribe itself. Jeff understands it. the TV moment. He's I love there. It. Um, and Jeremy was like sitting on the ground in disbelief. Cause you got to understand, like you have no idea how long the swimmers were in the water on the buoy, just hanging out. I will but say though, the buoy was a smart idea. Imagine they're treading water. Cause you have no idea how long they're out there. Um, cause I, it, I mean, it probably takes Adam no less than, or no more than, no less, no more. No less than no less. two minutes to get back up the ladder and jump again. And think about I how many times like he, three to you know four, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. by the, the more tired he gets, like they might have been in the water for 25 minutes. Yeah. Um, so you got to think at that point, okay, we're not winning this. Um, and then for them to come up and get the, the puzzle straight away was impressive. And I was happy personally because I, yeah. I never liked the... This tribe just wins every Right, and they end up with six and then they end up with five. We're getting a teaser for next week that they are swapping. We were convinced that it was going to be a swap this week. Um, and then you saw the water platform, which is something I've uh, right. never noticed. So, so we were talking throughout the entire episode just because of the way that they were building everything up. Uh, DeCall was super buddy-buddy. They're like, oh, this is great. We're having a great time. And Sele was talking about how we're going to get out. At, it was very clear, like, this is our plan of attack, right? For, Similar for, to last episode. Right. And so it was very much building up, like, okay, they're going to swap. Because they do that all the time when they make everything seem happy and super clear-cut. And then they screw everything up. But then they go to the challenge, and it just hit me. Like, I'd never thought about this before. He says, oh, they're on a water platform. They're not going to swap. Like, like, he just knew. Oh, and I have no know. evidence to justify that. But as soon, but, I, I cannot recall them ever swapping, and they're not on sale. Well, in the moment, you uh, supposedly did have evidence because you looked at me and you, can you recall the last time you swapped <laughs> No, but I'm, I'm saying like, I don't have like, like the numbers in front of yeah, me. Yeah, but you like, to you say, were like, feeling yourself. 95% of all swaps have occurred on sand. But I don't know. It just clicked in my also, head. Also, I made the point that I don't think they really swap at immunity challenges. I think it's normally But rewards. they don't have a choice in this season. They're doing one challenge episode. No, which is kind of lame because I love the challenges. They should do hour and a half episodes. 
they should have done hour and a half episodes for this season. The, like, take out half an hour of Judge Judy or whatever else is on CBS early in the day. Have it run from 7.30 to 9. Judge Judy's, like, retiring, by the way. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, she's done after this season. I don't she know if do you... do a Judge Judy podcast. <laughs> no. <I'm... laughs> we have a better odds of doing, like, a Seinfeld podcast than a Judge Judy podcast. I've never watched Seinfeld. Okay. So. Um, but, golly, where were we just at? We completely lost oh, our train of thought. Hour and a half episodes. Hour yeah. and a half episodes. Because we love the challenges. Not everybody does, but we love the challenges. And I understand the, like, they have to keep, there were a lot of really not good. Not everybody loves the challenges? No. If you talk to people, not everybody, okay. Not everybody has that as, like, their favorite thing in Survivor. They like the character moments. They like the the bonding. They like the strategy. They like watching people play the game more than just the challenges i like seeing people like dig through the, the, the team challenges the individuals are very dramatic the team challenges yeah. some people aren't as big of a That's fan true. but i understand they need to keep the character moments and there were a lot of really good ones even one that brought you to tears in this episode and so i so that's my thing is like i don't want to lose any of the character stuff that we had in this episode i don't want to lose that so that's what i'm the saying add the half an hour so we can have won, an extra challenge yeah the 22nd you won so no, I thought that was I thought that was important because we hadn't seen a ton of Michelle and Rob one-on-one conversations, and I really think it was connected to the Maybe way that she treated Adam. Maybe it's too because he won the game, and she was like, "Oh, you win, good game." So is that your Rob's winning <laughs> no. the season no. argument? No, just say it, claim it right now because if it happens, it'd be super cool. Rob wins the season, and why did he? Why did he win the season? Because he won the game. Foreshadowing, right? What game? The, we'll play, the hold on, hold on, game. wait, to to reset, reset. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. This is just all real, okay? Here's the scenario. Whenever I don't even know how long the it, last challenge. No, 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 no. The challenge. It's not a ring toss the, game. No, no, no. Listen. Imagine. So, however, <laughs> however many episodes the season is, right? It's a couple months from now. It's the season finale, and Rob is there, and Rob ends up winning. Okay, we're gonna play back this clip that you're about to give us right here of you claiming that you knew Rob was gonna win when he won the ring toss. You game. know what's weird? So give it. You, you gotta give us the clip so we can play it back a couple months from now. In season 40, episode 4, Winners at War, Rob winning the ring toss game is foreshadowing when Michelle goes and you win the game, good game. Rob wins season 40. Not as much passion as I would have hoped for, but I Rob wins season 40! Woo! Okay, there we go. Cool. Anyways, what I was going to say is Rob and my dad have a lot in common. Why is that? Both born in outside of Boston. There's a lot of people like that. Both own a construction company he owns a construction company my dad no rob yeah how you know that you're looking through his his financial records he gets sponsored well he he was in construction when he started but i don't know yeah the the mary how do you say their last name mariana mariana's they own a construction how do you know that because he gets sponsored on my instagram every day oh really yeah on my instagram stories it's him in a truck and he's like hey guys and I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if, you can, if he knows what he's doing, he makes look money. He, he, I'm not going to look it up. He comes up. across to me as someone that needs to work, so I get it. Like, I don't think he's just going to be chilling on the beach in Florida forever, every day with his millions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or their collective millions. I just tried to... Yeah, they live in Florida now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mariana Construction, Florida. That's cool. I wonder how involved he is, though. Like, I wonder if he's just like... I'm going to connect. So those are your only two connections, by the way, to your dad? Is the fact that he's in Boston and owning a construction company? The owning a construction company kind of narrows it down. It does, but... There's no, like, personality things? Hmm. I just followed him on LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad. Maybe he'll hit us up. Maybe he'll want to come on the podcast. So then we go to Extinction, and I find it funny that they 
<laughs> sent Amber to find the box because my first thought was, yeah, of course, Amber. The box? The box of clues of, like, what they have to do. <laughs> like the board game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the box. Remember she walked to the, the pole and there was, and she was like, oh, I saw a box for us and my stomach dropped. And, well, of course, they sent Amber because she's been right. super helpful. It's a TV thing for sure. Yeah. So, anyways, they all get a chance to win a fire token, and they have to climb up and down the stairs and the rocks and everything. Ooh, death, basically. They basically have to... We both said we wouldn't do it. No. But I I think the the larger point that I got from it was that these fire tokens have to become more valuable. For that amount of effort to be put in, like, they have to mean... And, like, the only thing that I can think of is, like, in terms of importance to them and not just in the game in general, is like you can individually buy like four advantages with your fire. To- like Natalie can buy four advantages, but that seems unfair. Like I'm continually trying to come up with the significance of these fire tokens because they were a relatively big part of the promotional what material. What if at 10 and, like, you could buy your way to the final four? No, there's no way. How crazy would that be? Because I, I, I really think that it's going to be some kind of like collective like pooling your tokens together situation Maybe. with a with an alliance. But anyways, Natalie was running. Yeah, jogging. she was crushing it. I, did, I mean, she's a crop, cross... A crock fit trainer? <laughs> a crossfit <laughs> Rarely trainer. seen. They work out in crocs. <laughs> yes. So, like, I get it, but at the same time... I, I think that she was running through the sand because it's... I don't know. My only thing was, like, maybe it's a little bit easier to run through the sand as opposed to walk. Maybe. Like, because she wasn't know. sprinting, like... She was jogging, which sometimes feels harder to me. Than walking in general, yes. But on sand, I feel like it's a little easier. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like she would put that much thought into Amber, it. Amber, honestly, was, I was actually really impressed with Danny, who is... I thought they were all going to wither and die. Except yeah. for Natalie. Natalie was the only one that I had confidence was going to do it. So, yeah. Natalie was the only one beginning that I thought was going to have no problem. But really, Amber and Danny didn't have any problems. Danny I'm sure was, they had plenty of problems. Amber was crying at the end. Natalie was crying... Danny walks up and she's like, I'm like Rocky. <laughs> like she's celebrating. She's like, let's drink guys. Woo. Right. Poor Ethan. Yeah. It was a rough time for him. Had to get checked out by the medical team. They let him rest for a little bit and he still finished. I love Ethan. I'm gonna, like, we can, like, we nice can guy. go. I'm sure like if someone wanted to, like they could go back and listen to when we talked about Ethan before the season, we didn't have a whole lot to say about him just because he's such an older player. One of the oldest players in terms of gap between when he played last mm-hmm. And when he won, but, and I'm sure this is a shared opinion. Like we don't talk to a lot of other people that watch Survivor as religiously as we do, but I'm sure a lot of other people as well that aren't as experienced with the earlier seasons are big fans of Ethan now. I think that's kind of a collective, yeah. like they're, like well, he's just a good dude. It's kind of like Yule. Like, In what way? Because I, I have very, you, I have very strong feelings him? about Yule. I have very like, strong feelings. For me, like he's like my Yule as well, like. I didn't really know much about him, but now I'm like, man. I just oh, wanna, okay. I just In contra- wanna, I was okay. Yeah, I just want to hear him talk, and he's so smart, and he's so good. But, like, Ethan, with him, this is the character moment that made me cry, because everybody did the last lap with him, which nice. you said you wouldn't. No, I, well, I, you straight up said I would not well, do I, that. I, I, F you, Ethan. I'm not going 21 <laughs> times just for you to go 20. No, you're mean. But I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done it in general, to be completely they honest. Let him lead the pack. Correct. Like he was. Well, the on the front. way back, Natalie was. Natalie no, was in the front. Was, when no. the last shot of them walking at the beach, Natalie was in the front. Well, them coming across the rocks, he was in the front. And it was just super sweet, and it made me cry because it just shows like what happened. I feel like it gave more insight in that moment to what happens on Extinction than anything else. Other then, than the fact that Decal can see it from their camp. Oh, that was so creepy. <laughs> 
and Sophie related it to a prison. Which we it, did. Did you, you? You didn't do that in high school. No, and it, I wouldn't have gone if we did. It, so it was. Uh, it was Law and Justice. And no, you, I didn't take you had, law and justice. I'm just, we didn't uh, can, even can offer I tell, that. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want you to you tell took me? Law and justice. Yes, in it was high an school? easy elective. It was like a, it was like the easiest A of all time. We offered like wood shop. It was super and easy. You know what we did for our final? We wrote a one page paper about something about our thoughts on crime, and then we watched The Dark Knight for the last three hours because it was a three and a half hour uh, exam period. <laughs> Can I tell I'm you? I'm so, like, why would they teach high schoolers about law and it's crime? Not, okay, we're not, like... Am I going to become a police we're, officer We're not learning about, like, precedents. Like, I, I, we, we watched Law and Order for half you the class. You should propose the that they get Tony to present to the class. <laughs> I feel we, like he, he would have... We literally insight. watched Law and Order and wrote papers about Law and papers? Order. Papers? Paper, I don't know what <laughs> word just came out of my mouth. Papers. I love the fact that there's so many could-be bloopers in this, so we just leave it in there. Um, anyway, yes, we did go to a prison... And I don't, was it a prison or a jail? There's no way I went to a prison. I feel like it, no, it might have been a prison. Pr- like murders. Well, pr- so jail is like speeding. I don't. I'm, I'm. So to be clear, we are the least authoritative people of all time to be talking about this because neither of us have any idea at all. Honestly. Today on the way and, home, I saw a cop and I was like, "Oh, look, he's helping somebody fix their car." Nope, it was just an accident, and he was reporting and writing tickets. So <laughs> he was really just doing his job, not going out of the way. But we're on the longest still, tangent of all still, time. Still I'm gonna bad. wrap up the tangent. So it was a thing you had to sign a waiver for. I'm pretty positive it was a prison because they had like blocks. Of like, so you go like upstairs and downstairs and there would be a block and then there'd be cells within the block. Uh, and the most memorable thing about the entire situation was we're walking around with the prison guard. Or it's not a tour guide, it's a prison guard, right? Um, and I had my hands in my pockets because I was just walking around, whatever. And the prison guard was like, yeah, you're going to want to take your hands out of your pockets because what if one of the guards or what if one of the prisoners like breaks out and you need to have your hands to like hold them back or do something with your hands? I was like, okay, and I walked on my hands out. My, so no, it was legitimately You're just terrifying. Around like a surgeon, right? It was You're just le- like, don't touch me. Well, it was a legitimately terrifying experience. And before we went, they told the girls to like dress very modestly because the guys would like say some pretty reckless things. Do they separate prisons by your like what you did? Charge? Like these are all the people that killed people. I have no idea. I I don't I don't think so. I think there's like different. Again, there's I'm different speaking from. Of- Zero no, level of expertise. I, know I, I I used to work with a prison guard at um, my last job. Okay. And there is different levels of like security. But it's not for, like, all the, the same high thing, risk right? And stuff like right. that. But it's not all the same thing. But I'm just wondering, like in those blocks, it's like these are the murderers. These are the- <laughs> they have a sign over the top of the cell block. <laughs> Hi, they have a, they have a post. to the murder street. Yeah. It's like oh. <laughs> Oh, you're back. Oh, you're on our block this time. You killed someone. You didn't rob anybody, but you killed someone. It's not funny. Okay, so this is related to Edge of Extinction. Yeah, being able to see. Because Sophie goes, it's like this time in high school when they took us to Why are you saying it like that? It's a real thing. Maybe she went to high school in North Carolina. But it was just a weird thing for her to relate it to. I think it's more more common than you think that it is. No, but I'm just saying it's not like they're prisoners. She was like, it's scary to look at them out there. Well, so she was relating it to, like, the experience of visiting the prison as, like, a scared straight thing. So seeing extinction is like, visiting the prison and, like, I don't want to go there. And it's, like, a constant reminder of being yeah. terrified of it extinction. It makes me wonder if um, Sally can also see them. Because I don't know. It, it Unless they're, like, on, the, on a... If it's, like, an M-shaped island and it's, like... Yeah, like, if, like, on a compass, they're, like, on the complete opposite side of the island. I guess it could be a W. I don't know. I feel like they should let us tour the island like the Mamma Mia one that you want to go to so bad. Oh, yeah. 
I want to go to um, Calicari. You want to go back to the episode now? Yeah. Are we good? The tangent's over? <laughs> yep. So where did we get to from there? Oh, because we were talking about Extinction, and then I jumped over to the Sophie comment. So do we have anything more on Extinction? Except the awful face-ups. Yeah, close they're still close-ups. Face-ups. Close up. face You've got your face-up game in basketball. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. I don't know what else we have for Extinction other than the really nice moment with Ethan. We love yeah, Ethan. Really oh, I wanted to talk about Yule because you brought him up, and I have really strong feelings so about Yule. I want Yule to be sponsored by Kindle to just read audio You want him to be like an audiobook narrator. Yeah. Ooh, or like speak lullabies in daycare. I think we, sh- we should have a legitimate ranking of this at some point. But if we're talking about like dream scenario podcast guests, I think Yule's number one. I don't think it's close. I wouldn't talk the whole time. I'd just be like... I would, I would ask him questions down, and that would be it. I would have no thoughts. comments. No, I would write down my questions <laughs> and I'd want to him, him to read them <laughs> and then answer Interview them. Because I love his voice. It's just soothing. So... He, so it's day 10 when the episode starts, and he is celebrating. Yep, great time he to be alive. jumping on people's backs. He was like, it's a great day. We made it to day 10. We're a quarter of the way there. Like, he's loving life. And Every time like, you mock somebody, it sounds mean, by the way. Every single time that you mock it, like, it's always, like, it's never a positive mocking. I don't know how you could, but, like, you're never being kind to the impression. You always make them sound dumb. <laughs> I mean, what do I do? Oh, I you got my monocle and you I'm could, Yule see, and I'm even, see, you just did it again. Like, you you can't do, like, a just impression of Yule and be really calm with your thoughts. And be like, hey, guys, I'm so glad we're, it's, you know, day 10. He really excited. No, he was jumping on but Nick's still, back. Still, don't, are you trash talking Yule? No, I'm just okay. saying, though. It's going to be like, a big divide in our relationship. Like, hey, it's a day 10. <laughs> I can't do it. So, I'm just always I think one people. of the things that Yule benefits from is, I think, even as much as we love Rob, Parvati, and Sandra, and we and we love those people, Sandra not so much. I gosh, I try so hard not to say bad things about Sandra because I don't want it to be in every, <laughs> every episode, episode thing. thing. Anyway, as much as we love those iconic players, I think there is a little bit of fatigue sometimes when people come back so much. Right there, there can be a little bit too much. Like Sandra. it's Rob doing Rob again. Right, but with Yule, this is only the second time we've seen him, and people have been wanting for him to come back for so long. It's like imagine if. Because they played in the same yeah, season. Yeah, man came back. Mm. Well, imagine if like Ozzy played in that season. And that was the only season he played with Yule when he lost. And then he came back for this. Like imagine how hype you would be to see Ozzy again. Not for the same reasons as Yule. I'm still hyped to see Ozzy every time I he am shows too. Up. But like, um, like remember how excited I was to see Eric for the second time. You know what I mean? There's something about finally getting to see that person for the second time rather than... Um, like, what's, like Kelly Wentworth for the 15th time. Like we love Kelly, but it's not like, oh, it's it's Yule. We're so excited. And Yule's just, he's the homie. Also, Yule, if you ever listen to this, please slide into Tucker's DMs please. and let him know <laughs> what your workout schedule is and what I you need do. it. Like we, like, <laughs> sorry. We'll talk about this and like, as he soon as as, as soon as Yule showed up, I was like, I need his chest workout. Like, I need to know what he's doing. Because he's got to be, I don't know his age at the top of my head, but he's got to be like at least late 30s, minimum. Do you think it's his chest workout that you need or, or his, his abs? Ab, his upper ab workout. I think maybe. it's his abs. Cause Cause like, I think, I mean, it's obviously a combination. I feel like it's you have the, the width of the chest, right. but he has the cut of the abs. He's got, he's got the, the V, the, the top V and the lower V. No, but I'm talking about like from a like a it's it's like a All right, you will don't slide angled. Into it's like DMs. a very Apparently angled physique. He will leave me for you. It's an angled so. physique. I love I Anyways, love he's buff. He is by far. Now, and also oh, we haven't really seen him like 
perform a lot of strength tasks. He was so, really good in his first season with challenges. I wouldn't I'm be surprised saying, like, if endurance wise. They haven't wise, had many like physical challenges, like right. heavy. I mean, I guess they had the like, but we haven't really seen Yule step up. Individual, in, not like within a team challenge, yeah. one individual, like very physical, with the exception of the first one where they're throwing each other around. That's true. Remember? Yeah. Which I feel like he because, performed pretty well. Because I want to say when they were doing like the human walls up the thing, he wasn't really involved in being. Right. Regardless, when he played the first time, which granted was a long time ago, he was a very good individual challenge player, especially the endurance stuff. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was still the case. But I also, on top of the physical stuff, he would be my vote for whenever Jeff Probst decides to not do Survivor anymore. If they want to continue the show, you'll should be the host. Yeah, absolutely. That's like that would be my petition day one to have petition. Jeff yes, go on Survivor. No shot. No, he, Jeff is Jeff is pure. Jeff is pure as the host and Survivor game host edition. What, who would you want? Like, what Steve game show Harvey. has? Steve Harvey. That's the only one I could <laughs> You don't know any. Family Feud's the only... What's Ooh, um, Pat Sajak and Vanna White as a blood versus no, water combo the, from Wheel of Fortune? What's the... Julie... Huh? Julie from what Big show? Brother. Big Brother. You don't, You wouldn't know. Oh. Julie from Big Brother. She's the Chris host. Harrison? Wait He would last two days. I don't know why I'm talking like I would last longer than two days, yeah. but... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris. Um, <laughs> I take it back. I'm sorry. Can we really not think of it? And these aren't even game show. These are reality TV show hosts. I said Steve Harvey. What That's about what about the um, the Impractical Jokers guys? Just put them on there. They'd be fun. Sal. Uh, yeah. That's the only one I know. <laughs> <laughs> the white guys from Impractical Jokers. Sal. Um, That's so. This is the most millennial like host combinations we've been able to put together. We can't think of anybody. Like H- Drew Carey should go on. Oh, that'd be he would great. Smack. He would be so good. He would be. Wait, ooh, ooh, His just a Wayne game? Brady, Ryan Styles, Colin Mockery. They should all go. Yeah, but now we're getting away great. from hosts. I don't care. I'm just thinking of personalities. It would be great to have on Survivor because they've had like uh, Jimmy Johnson, the head coach, the Pro Football Hall of Famer, Jimmy Johnson, good for a little and bit. he got voted off because he's Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> But, like, they've had a couple of really good basketball, like Scott Pollard, Cliff Robinson. They've had famous people. They had the baseball player. A baseball player? Yeah, wasn't there a baseball player? Oh, the pitcher that was like, oh, I'm not a baseball player, but I'm a baseball player. And he was, oh, the, like, the disgraced pitcher for, that yeah. was, like, had, like, race, racist remarks or something in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was Culpepper as well, who was a football player. Oh, that's true. So, they've had famous people, but, like, I, I don't like know. I think Culpepper is more famous for I, being a I do survivor. think that... They're going to do something relatively special for the season following this because I don't think they can follow this one up with just a regular. We're back to twenty random people. I don't know. Maybe street. you'll see us on it. Well, no, they've already recorded it, haven't they? I have no idea how it works, but we did both apply. Yeah. We're in the pool. How about that? We if they if they if they on... ever get down to us in the pile, our application stays active for eight months. So is it really? I'm yeah. It did said you read if that you don't, Yeah, it said if you don't get picked for this, it stays. Active when did we for apply like... last month? February. So the begin when this season started. So October. Yeah. We need to reapply. No. Yeah, yeah, October is the month. I think, I don't know. Okay, cool. See you there. I wanted to talk about next, like, what would you wear if you went on Survivor? Not jeans. Bottom okay, of the list. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Bottom because of the list. Of, very itchy. Because of Wendell wearing jeans. So. And he would, not only jeans, but like very tight, skinny skater boy jeans. This is why one of us needs to go on and then we can come back with the experience of the show because I'm okay, interested. you need to go <clears throat> on first and then I'll go I'm on. interested in like the protocol of all this, like what you can and can't bring what you can and can't wear because if there's no pro there has to be something because otherwise people would show up with 18 layers of jackets and pants because they're always cold when it rains so there has to be something like you can bring a jacket a shirt well, and you, bring, you also bring a suitcase of stuff because you, if a you're suitcase on, if you're on the jury 
You're but you don't bring like, it on the island with you. You put it in the the, the jury hotel house. place or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I'm saying like. All this could be entirely wrong, by the way. We've never done it, but we're just yeah, assuming. <laughs> There's no info for this. I don't know if there's a jury house, a jury hut. I don't right. know what they do. They just um, party every night. That's the whole point. They wear different clothes. That's for sure. Yeah, they they definitely bring other stuff, but they don't bring it. On, there's no suitcase in a in a stack oh, on the I island. I would totally be trying to sneak new clothes. Every that's day. what that's what I'm saying. Is like there has to be some also, kind of process. Like, would you would you rock the I zippable really, jeans, the I zippable really pants, wanna, where you can just turn them into shorts? Would you rock idea. those? I think people have done that. Before. I really want to try a buff as a tube top. I really want to see if it works that well. I don't think it does. I've questioned the the tube top and the skirt use of the buff have always been very questionable to me. I couldn't do the skirt. I got too thick of thighs. <laughs> That's like Sandra trying to wear it. But I'm like, just kidding. No, I'm, but. I'm just. I don't know. I've I've always questioned the the real viability of that and how comfortable. And it's that like, actually is. what bathing suit top would I wear? I've never seen anybody go on there with like the high neck bathing suit tops, but you see a lot of females popping out. Yeah. So like, should I wear a high neck? I, I feel like know. you'd want a lot of support. I'd want all the support. Right. And would so another thing to think about for me, like, would I go out there? wearing like boxers that maybe are a little too small because I'm if I'm out there for a while I'm getting a little that's skinnier true. and you don't want that or stuff at least wear briefs. falling off. I think yeah. that's why people wear briefs. Also I would bring seventeen hair ties. <laughs> for sure. Speaking one, of Sophie randomly rocking the hair down look at tribal. She was dressing up. Well for Jeff. one, if they break. Two, if I lose them, which that happens. And three, you gotta help a sister out. What if, if they need one, that's your bonding one? one? That's yeah. how you bond with people? Oh, bad. I'm going to have all the hair ties. Um, Hold on. Anyways, I didn't even answer what I would wear. So I think I would wear like a comfortable like cotton tank top with some type of like sweater or sweatshirt over it, but not anything fuzzy. Like I'd want it to be just like a, maybe like a polyester, like, ooh, like my Columbia one, but not like a nice one. And then... Maybe like fleece lined leggings so that it's like warm, but they're not heavy. Right. And they're like versatile and I can do kicks and stuff. So, depending, like, I don't know what any of the rules are to this stuff, but assuming I can bring a jacket, which we've seen people bring jackets, I would, I, I know that my shirt would definitely be like a long sleeve dry fit or like a long sleeve SPF shirt because you know sunburn is going to be an issue for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dang. A bucket hat would be, would be there. I'd wear okay. a bucket, a bucket, a bucket hat, and then like a pretty heavy jacket because I feel like I'm either gonna be like your ski jacket, no, but like a, a pretty, you know, this is gonna keep me warm type jacket because I feel like you're never really gonna be in between. You're never just Ooh, need, you're I'm never just gonna one of need your like jackets. a, you're never just gonna need like a leisure jacket where it's like, oh, it's kind of nippy out. You're either gonna be okay, it's beaming hot. Here's my dry fit, or it's really cold and it's raining. Like here's my like windbreaker. Or I'm whatever. definitely bringing one of your jackets so I can tuck into a ball into it. And then so, for for pants, they definitely be loose. Loose on the legs. I don't want sand rubbing all up against my legs. That's the worst <laughs> feeling. But I don't, like, I feel like I would want pants and not shorts. But I also feel like that would maybe, like, you there'd be some S- rubbish. You need the SPF zip-off pants. They make SPF pants I'd look well. like such a, a safari tourist. I'm about to go on a <laughs> walkabout. Yeah, about to go on a walkabout. And your New Balances just... Right, and the shoe thing is weird because... There's people wearing flip-flops. But, you know someone's come on with those ninja f- shoes with the individual toes. You know someone's come, like the little frog shoes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I you guess I guess I would just rock a regular pair of tennis shoes, but a pair of tennis shoes I don't care about. 
I would want something like Roche's or like that. Do you know what one of my worst Survivor like cringe moments was? When they got to the end of the season that Chris won, the Edge of Extinction season, and Dean was at the end with a pair of like nice Jordans. And I was like, homie, why did you bring like $200 shoes? They're like, my lucky pair. Why am I doing the you mocking thing? <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're my lucky pair of shoes. And that's what he took. And it only came up at the very end because someone hid them. Because they were mad at him. Remember they like hid oh, them on yeah. the sign or whatever? I was like, why are we bringing... Expe- like I would bring a pair of shoes that I've heavily worn already. I'm not buying a new pair of shoes oh, to go on Survivor. Oh, you're all about comfort too. Right. I'd add some insoles in there. You know if my dad went on Survivor, he would be hitting up Ross for a pair of shoes. He loves a good pair of the shoes. The only other thing would be like, if I'm running a challenge, maybe I would be barefoot in some of them. So would I rock like some, some Chacos? Ooh, you need would some that Chacos. Be a, I, mean, I have some The chacos. tan line would be really bad. But I feel like comfort-wise, it would be like there. it's like artsy. To because you also got to think about, like, breathability is important. Because imagine how stinky your shoes are. They get wet once. You got some stinky feet. You haven't showered in forever. Mine would be And there'd be no bad. way for them to get, like, Mine unstinky. Mine would be bad just getting on the beach. You just ha- you'd have to, like, wash them out and then just stuff coconut into your shoe and hope it smelled like coconut instead of feet dank. Yeah, mine would be super bad. I'd have to wear, like, Chacos. Imagine. Uh, you wouldn't touch my feet for a year and a half after I came back from You'd Survivor. have to, like, boil them. My feet. <laughs> yes. Just, Ow. Just like. Just shed all the skin from yeah, them and you need, start you new. You need some some treatment for sure. <laughs> so I, I but I think we've kind of established like a baseline for what we would wear. But again, it could be completely different. Like there could be some kind of guideline you have to follow because they don't want someone to have like some huge advantage by having stuffing in their jacket or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. What are they gonna do? Weave together? Start a fire? Just oh. I don't know. But they let people have glasses. Well, you have to. People have to be able to see. No. Would I go out with my glasses? Or would you rock the contacts? I feel like if one fell out, then I'm useless. I feel like you have to do glasses. I'd have to. And if you lose them or they break, you're just SOL. Man, I would be so helpless without them. It'd be bad. Maybe you learn to see better. Get on it. No, it would be a headache. I want LASIK. Yeah, you'd have to before you Imagine, like, somebody without Survivor glasses on the island, it? and they're, like, doing, like, a relay race thing, and they and have they to, like, completely... wait till something. Oh, when have just, they like... ever done a relay race? I don't know. Is that a thing? I guess they tag up. Yeah, yeah like, sometimes. they tag, okay. or, like, somebody has to I was thinking of, like, a physical baton. Before. I was like, I don't recall a baton. <laughs> that's the baton. Because well, that's the point you're making, is they'll miss the, the, the exchange. No I, was, no, I was saying, like, they're looking to see if somebody's at the point where they can start, and you're just like... Or, like, if somebody has to do something on, like, a platform and then you're on the beach to start pulling them. And yeah, you're I'm definitely like, not involved in any of the tossing things, which you probably wouldn't be involved in anyway. I'm super... I have super good hand-eye coordination. Why How's that? I, why would... I mean, are you going to be able to toss rings into, onto stuff? Yeah. I've just... Maybe I've just never observed this skill from I'm really you. good at cornhole. I was about to say you're not that great at cornhole. Do you want to talk about the game of can jam that I threw the? I'm awful. If there's a frisbee challenge, that's up there on my worst nightmare list of challenges. You would throw it like Wendell did the under the underhand. Frisbee is not for me. I can like a ring. I can throw that, but a frisbee that you got to throw it like on a line at somebody for them to catch it for to go in a can. It's not gonna happen. Well, I don't know. I I think my expertise would be puzzles. Yeah, you'd stay in your lane for sure. I would be, I would be average to above average at. Any land-based physical thing, and that would be it. Puzzles, I'd be below average. Um, any kind of strategic thing, I'd be okay at. Swimming, I'd be below average. So I'd literally be like the tall guy that does stuff and is like the bridge that pulls You'd people be the up. Jumping to get keys. Right, or yeah, or some kind of like relatively physical thing. I wouldn't be going up against like 
James, but like if Ben was out there, I'd be like, okay, this is probably my weight class. Yeah, I can't swim, so I wouldn't be doing swimming. I wouldn't be volunteering to do so a swimming. So scenario, portion. let's just say you're like top five, right? And it's an individual challenge. What's your nightmare set of challenges? Like, like if, if there was a combination that was literally worst case scenario of like a multiple stage individual immunity challenge, like you know the crazy ones they do at the end with like the nets and the maze and all kinds of stuff? That would be fun. Okay, but like that. what, like it, it's probably never happened before, but just like in your head, what would be your combination of like, this would be awful. Swimming would be involved. Swimming and the digging into the sand to go under the bar. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> I, I, I know for a be fact. a mental gap Oh, for I would panic. I would, or I would spend the entire time you'd digging. Be, you'd have the, the the best tunnel of all time, but everybody else is already back at camp planning to vote you out because you're still digging. Yes, I would need, I need like six times my body size to get underneath because what if you got stuck? And then people go face down. Ugh, it freaks yeah. me out. So that I, swimming, Being stuck in small spaces is a big fear of mine. Claustrophobia. I would say that swimming. Which these never, they're never combination ones. I'm just thinking of like individual ones. Uh, what, if, what if it was like an endurance water thing they don't do this anymore at least it doesn't seem like it but you remember the one where they used to have you breathe under the grate when the as the tide came yeah, in yeah that's that that's one. i get so, so much anxiety just watching that i would also hate even though i think i might be able to do it you know the big pole where they have to get the buckets of water mm -hmm. so i don't know why i applied to go on the show because i get extreme social anxiety when people are watching me mm -hmm. so the entire time i would be thinking about how you'd look at a camera and be like oh my gosh i'm screwing this up and then i would start shaking and then the whole pole would start shaking and like what happens if you fall off that pole because we've never seen that i just happen. feel like in, in things like that i would have kind of an inherent advantage just because of having like a little bit longer reach like being able to do the bucket and shorter I would be poles. like the person, I think it was the last season, that like started on her knees and Jeff was like, no, you have to start on your I can't feet with your hands was. up. It might not have been last season, but like, that would be me. It was like, a, it was do a girl. I have to? <laughs> like, it was a girl. I don't know who it was. Right. Yeah, I would. Oh, it's. I, like, again, I just I just realized that they don't do the water great thing anymore, which makes complete sense, or by the, the way. the thing where Jeff cranks you. Yeah, I, that was the other thing I was going to get to as well. Um, but the water with the great thing, I would I would probably not even participate because that's one of those where like if it came up and there was food to eat, I'm immediately out just because I know there's zero, zero percent chance of me doing the water great thing. Because they're, they're breathing like out of a tube that they made with their hands. like, would And you, then the cranking thing, I could, I could probably, I f I'd like to think I'd be okay at endurance stuff. I'd do it just for the back pops, for sure. sure. Would you eat slugs and stuff? So I would, that's one of those that like, it's gross, but I'd be mad at myself for not participating in the experience of the challenge. So I would do that, um, but I would go into it knowing that it was going to suck. And I feel like maybe that would, like, I, I just think, I don't know if mentally I would be able to convince myself it's fine because I do have not necessarily like a sensitive stomach, but I'm weird like, about texture for, with my food anyway. He is the pickiest person for, for texture and food, yes. I, I don't like squishy foods very often. I like, like crunch. Squishy... Crunch is not a word. I like, I like crunch. He's a dog. You say it to our dog all the time. Yeah. It's it's a word. <laughs> but he's super picky in general. So that would so be an issue. So like an eyeball. Like, like, like you have like the eyeballs or the egg ones. Like but it'd would be you so... go in and be like, this is going to taste like dog shit? I would have to. Can I say that? No. Uh, we're leaving it in there, but relax. <laughs> but like, would you go in and be like, 
okay, I hate oatmeal. This is going to taste like oatmeal so that it like you're already ready no, for that No, and texture. I also like in general, I think if things taste bad, the whole holding your nose thing. It doesn't help. I, I think it I think it generally does actually help, but with these things when the texture is so weird, it makes it worse. Would you like just, it's 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 literally like just having like Play-Doh in your mouth. Like it's it's awful, I would imagine. Ew. But you never I, ate Play-Doh as a kid? I would think... I don't remember the exact texture of Play-Doh in my mouth. I probably did eat Play-Doh as a kid. Play-Doh's very salty. Okay. I'm glad you know this, that you ate some last week. Um, <laughs> but I, I would have to... I, I know in my head, I would have... Whatever it is, I'd have to eat it in like five seconds. Like, I can't be sitting there chewing on it and there'd like be guts and everything. Like, I have to just like... And, yep. and go for it. I didn't like that sound. Yeah, I... Ooh. ASMR podcast. Yeah, but this was an entire. This could have been an entire podcast. Just this challenge conversation we're yeah. having. It's, we're not even. Re- the title is going to be episode four review, and this isn't even an episode review anymore. Well, it was. We reviewed the episode. <laughs> we and did. Now we're we got other things to talk the about. Episode that we created in our minds. We got anything else? We good? We gonna see him next week? Let's plan. Yep. See cool. you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.